We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525 program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement here on the show. And uh, we, of course, have got a lot to talk about on the show. It was starting a touch late here, and again, the traffic on 610 is just horrific. But uh, I've been doing this for 15 years, and uh, rarely have we seen the traffic as bad as it has been recently. So... Uh, we'll make some changes, but the our show is about savings and investments. In in our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. And, and so we got uh, we're going to be talking about our outlooks for the market this week. We're going to be talking about what's happening with the. Uh, uh, the the election coming up. Uh, yeah. Fascinating story. We got five million people here in Houston, Texas. Uh, there's a man that basically wants to take your job from you and eliminate it. And they we're going to talk about that. Very powerful person. And he's out to destroy the oil and gas business. And who is this person? We're going to be bringing that up on the show. Make no mistake about it. He wants you gone. He wants your job eliminated. And uh, so... 
that that uh, fascinating story there. I'll give you a little hint. Of course, he'll be going to Davos, the head of the rest of the you know the central planning co- conference for all the central planners in the world. That, uh, but where where to start? We've got uh, a couple things. The market market started out pretty pretty good this year uh, after after a big run up in last year, and we, we got the Fed's putting in another fifty two billion dollars into the into the system. Uh, you know, we we've rarely seen a situation where where the where the central banks have been engaged in quantitative easing with a three and a half percent unemployment rate and a pretty good economy overall globally. And, you know, we rewrite about this in our Max Out Savings Report. There's actually, they they basically, back in 2017-18, started reducing their, 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 their balance sheet. And, and the balance sheet has gone up over time. It really was about 10, 15, well, you know, I'll say a decade ago, a little longer than that, their balance sheet was probably... Four hundred million dollars, and you know it, it's been it now. It's almost four four and a half trillion dollars, and um, they started reducing it at, back in in uh, at, at the end of September of uh, end of two thousand seventeen, and they cut it back by uh, you know about five six hundred billion. They basically have put the money right back in within three months. They put back in fifty percent of the money with with record high stock markets, three and a half percent unemployment. Good things, and they're engaged in quantitative easing. Now, fairness to the Federal Reserve, they'll tell you, look, this really isn't quantitative easing. Neil Kashkari of, I believe, the Minnesota Fed is claiming that, but everybody knows it is. The running, what it's actually called is not quantitative easing, quantitative easing uh, by by a lot of the economists. And and so, really, this is what's pushing the market up. Uh, we And we're writing about this. We wrote about this. We actually show you the balance sheet, which is just really astonishing. Uh, again, more like a central planner out there. The Federal Reserve seeks to stabilize the economy. And when they started the Federal Reserve, they were there to step in as a kind of the blender of last resort when the banks got in trouble to kind of prevent the big runs on the banks. And it's kind of morphed into this central planning. To, but look, before this is over, the next recession, I really think you're going to see helicopter money from Ben Bernack. I, I, he, he, he's the guy that came up with this, and it's his whole idea. I think you're going to see see the either they're going to be buying stocks or probably going to be buying bonds and stocks in some form or fashion. I think they could be sending money directly to individuals in the country. Uh, it, you know, it's it, it, and eventually this is going to destroy the dollar because of the Federal Reserve. But you know, I, I think more about that over time. But one of the things we do talk about, and one of the reasons we bring this up, is look, this is going to cause the dollar to go lower. But one of the big trends this year is going to be a lower dollar, actually throughout the decade. Wait, uh, you know, last decade was the central banks coordinated the stock markets around the world with about a ninety-five percent correlation, and we've kind of moved earnings, growth, and different things like that off the table and just the the asset prices are managed by the Federals. Their decade is coming to an end. There's not much they can do. Now you're going to see more of a lower dollar for this decade and and fiscal spending around the globe. And so that's going to be, again, depreciate currency. So I I think the opportunities is going to be higher inflation over time. And we write some about this in the Max Out Savings Report. So so understand one of our big trends for, for 2020 we really think is is lower lower dollar this could be good for for commodity prices gold silver agriculture uh 
and 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 so those some of the trends I, I think the trends of the last decade are fundamentally changing and and, and this is kind of the the start of it and so we'll, we'll see where it goes by the way this is a live show here in Houston Texas uh you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 we'll be happy to get your questions answered uh 713-339-1070 the uh, looking out uh, this week, we got the trade deal signed. Uh, President Trump, two hundred billion dollars over the next two years. The big knock on the trade deal was, look, they can't buy enough agricultural products to meet that. Well, isn't that kind of a high class problem? And and uh, you know, the, the pricing for agriculture hasn't been that good this year. Uh, it's been kind of a disaster for agriculture. We had record rains in the Midwest. We actually had a drought in Texas, uh, strangely enough, and. And uh, if you look at the weather patterns and and, and it, so it's been a very tough year. The farmers couldn't get into plant. Then they couldn't get into fertilize and put pesticides on the fields. And then they couldn't get into, in some cases, to harvest. You know, you can have a really great hard. You can have a fantastic, you can plant all your crops, have a fantastic crop and get ready to harvest. And when it starts pouring down rain, you can't get the equipment in there because they get stuck. And, it, you know, it could go on for a couple of weeks and, and you know, it can wreck your harvest. And so. At the same time, the Chinese uh, cut back on uh, cut back on the uh, the. Just see if we can punch it up right there, Ryan. Okay. Oh well, now stick with us just a minute. We'll have someone on the on the phone there. Uh, but so you can have a record harvest. And uh, is anyone picking the phone up out there? Okay. There we go. Would you hit the other one? Just put them on hold. The second one. Okay, good. Okay, so so we can have a record harvest, but the Chinese uh, quit buying as well. So we had tough. A lot of people didn't make their crops this year. Uh, no buying from China or slower buying. This next year they're going to be a big amount of buying. The weather's going to be better. So I think one of the big trends uh, going forward this year is really going to be uh, the uh, is going to be the uh, what's going on. Uh, you know, it, 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 one of the big trends is really going to be agricultural this year and, and so i think you want to look at agricultural stocks you want to look at the at the at the fertilizers seed companies those type of things uh the the manufacturers uh because you know i'm suspecting in this bill if you purchase a caterpillar tractor or deer tractor it kind of qualifies as quote an ag purchase uh, on this program so i mean a 200 billion is a lot so uh yeah, I think that's going to be one of the bigger things. Again, the phone number seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Are we getting these things answered? Oh, good. So, um, it, anyway, so another big trend: agriculture for twenty twenty. This this should be a, a pretty good thing. Technology. Look, this is a tougher one. The tech sector is very stretched out. It's very expensive. Uh, there's about four or five stocks that are 17 percent of the S&P 500 average. Th- that's above, about at or above record levels from 1999 on that. In and it, it's real hard to see how tech continues to go. I, I, there's a, there's a number of trends working against tech. One of them is privacy issues, which is going to hurt their profitability. Also, they're dealing with antitrust issues. 
and and I, I think that there's just going to be a big push in antitrust. That's going to be the one of the way that one of the better ways, rather than regulating everything, is dealing with antitrust, and that solves a lot of your problems. They did that back in the in the early part of the uh, 20th century, and it worked very well. And I think you're going to see the same thing. So a lot in the Chinese have been buying a lot of product to get ahead of the of, of of the tariffs. That could slow down. So I think slow down in tech, and so tech won't do as well this year. Tell, let's take a call from. Is that Larry? Hey, Larry, how you doing? Hi, Ted. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. Say, um, over the Christmas New Year break, we uh, we took the family out to uh, New Mexico for a vacation, and on the way back, we drove through Reeves County. You know, way out there in West Texas, that's where Pecos and Fort Stockton is. Oh yes, and yeah, yeah. The, the last time I was there was probably fifteen years ago, and the highway that cuts to that county had literally nothing going on. <laughs> But not so today. I was shocked at the amount of activity on this highway in the middle of nowhere. The, the heavy truck traffic, it was continuous. This is a Sunday afternoon. Uh, other traffic, uh, I don't know how many rigs I saw just from the highway that were actively being grilled. I was wondering if you could speak to uh, what's going on out there and what's the impact to the state and what's the long-term impact as well. Okay, yeah, that's a good question. That's that's Midland area uh, in the Midland Basin, which, look, that's turned into the biggest oil field in the world, I think second to Qatar, uh, in in Saudi Arabia, but it's a close second now, with with the horizontal drilling, and they've got multiple pay zones. In some cases, they got like five thousand feet of different pay zones, and they're drilling that in using the horizontal drilling and the fracking. And so this has led to a big boom. It's fundamentally changed. If you notice what happened, Larry, when when the Iranian war, uh, not the war, but when when we took out Suleiman, oil prices went up. They didn't go up as much as people thought because they realized that we're hardly importing any oil anymore because there's so much oil coming out of the Midland Basin. This is a huge deal. It's a big deal for the state of Texas and the coffers. And I'll tell you what, some of that also goes into uh, Texas A&M and University of Texas and the permanent school fund as well. So it's a big winner, and and so uh, it's exciting. I think we're seeing a lot of uh, excitement with that. But that's what you're seeing out there, just a complete boom. Well, I tell you what, it sure is a difference from uh, 15 years ago. I mean, I don't, I don't get out there much, but uh, it, there was literally nothing out there. And just to see it today, uh, it, it's like night and day. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's exciting what's going on. I mean, it's been a fundamental game changer. And, you know, President Trump has pushed this, you know, to kind of open up the oil and gas sector. And, and it, it, it's been a huge job creator. It generates massive amounts of taxes for the state, cities, municipalities, and and, and the government in general. Go ahead. Okay. In in a commentary magazine, they have a an, they have a series of articles about what's the some of the things that have shaped the last decade, and they have one called Fracking Decade, and they don't talk so much about the economic impact, but the geopolitical impact. And I guess it's something you don't really consider, but uh, we're not as beholden to some of these bad actors like Venezuela and some of the other Middle East countries. Uh, we're able to call our own shots now. Yeah, no, look, this it's been huge. And it, it, like you said, look, we don't have to start a war with Iran. We can kind of choke them off because we don't need their oil. I, you know, it saves American lives. It saves money. It creates jobs for the American people. It, I mean, it's pretty exciting. But, uh, you know, later in the show, we're going to uh, – Talk about a material threat to the oil and gas business. Make no the big the biggest threat to the oil and gas industry we've ever seen has just came up this week, and I'm going to be discussing it. 
Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, by the way, we got the phones working now, so if you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. We had a couple calls come in earlier. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, oil and gas is doing well. Uh, right. Look, the, the case for investing in oil and gas is pretty interesting right now. Uh, the stocks are cheap. They're, they're basically, there's a lot of value plays in the sector out there. And they're only, I want to, I want to say 4% of the S&P 500, give or take, which is a very low number for the oil and gas sector. And so I think over the next couple of years, it, it could do well. There's a problem. Okay. There's a man that's made his mission to just to basically destroy the oil and gas business and basically take away all the jobs for 5 million people that work in Texas and actually more than that all around the state. And, uh, you know, he sent out a letter to CEOs here this week, and I don't know if it was this week, but he recently sent out the letter and uh, went over a number of these things. And where's my uh, here it is. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to go over some of it. And, 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 and uh, first, I'll read a couple of things on, uh, from the letter just so you can understand what we're dealing with. Dear CEO, uh I'm not going to use any names yet, just so you can guess who it is. I'm writing you as an advisor and a fiduciary to these clients. Okay, the money we manage is not our own. It belongs to people in dozens of countries used to finance long-term goals for retirement. This is a retirement show, too. Uh, We have a deep responsibility to these institutions, okay, and to shareholders and promote long-term value. Climate change has become a defining factor in companies' long-term prospects. Last September, when millions of people took to the streets to demand action for climate change, many of them emphasized the significant and lasting impact of economic growth and prosperity. Okay, a risk the market today has been, the markets have not reflected this, I'm paraphrasing that. But the awareness is rapidly changing. I believe we're at the edge of fundamentally reshaping finance. Okay. Now then, of course, he brings up the UN Intergovernment Panel on Climate Change. Uh, the, the company actually has their own little investment institute, a McKenzie study on the threats of climate. Will will cities, for example, be able to afford their infrastructure and needs of climate change reshape this will bond market? We're going to come back to that because that's a basically a threat. Uh, cli- and then he Investors increasingly reckon, reckoning with questions in, and recognize that climate change is, is an investment risk indeed. Climate change is almost invariably the top issue that clients around the world raise with this advisor it's all around the world. And uh, can, as an aside... We've got hundreds of clients at Max Out Savings Advisors. We do our specials retirement planning. I have the the radio show. I'm also on the Sam Malone show. I've got our Max Out Savings report with thousands of people on it. Nobody comes to me and asks about what are, what are the implications of climate change. So this is just a bald faced lie from him, in my opinion, and uh, saying that every inevitably people are listening to it because I'm not hearing it and I'm pretty pretty tied in. Okay, from uh, from Europe, Australia, South America, China, Florida, Oregon, investors are asking how they should modify their portfolios to understand the physical risks associated with climate change. Keep in mind, this was sent to all the CEOs, probably of all the major uh, Fortune 500, probably more than that. Okay. In the near future, sooner than mispaid, there will be significant reallocation of capital. Capital. 
you know, that's kind of like uh, the reallocation of capital. Okay. As a fiduciary, okay, so what he's saying is as a fiduciary, it's our our responsibility to help clients navigate. So as a, as a fiduciary, he's writing this. He has a fiduciary duty to to impart his his beliefs on climate change, and he's got a bunch of of of, of U.S. investors' money, which he's going to use to to take care of this. But okay, we believe substantially in sustainably investing is the strongest foundation for client portfolios going forward. So climate change is going to be the key factor in, 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 in putting together portfolios for the future. Okay. By exiting investments that, okay, they're going to come up with a bunch of different ways, managing, uh, sustainable, constructing risk, man, exiting investments that prevent high sustainability risks, such as thermal coal producers. So they're exiting all the thermal coal producers. And launching new investment pro- – this is the key statement in the whole thing. And launching new investment products that screen fossil fuels. Okay, fossil fuel is oil and gas. So so they're saying, look, we're going to get rid of thermal coal. But what they, the next one on the agenda, once they do that, is going to be the oil and gas sector. Understand. So this is – an investment manager's come up with this letter. Go through a couple more things. Uh this this advisor is a founding member of the task force on climate related financial disclosure. So this is something that they're that, you know they're, they're going to be the governments in the private sector must work together to pursue this pursue this transition to both fair and just. I, you know I'm sure they'll probably give you a little bit of of you know carryover once you've lost your job. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, company has 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 uh, joined France. In Germany, in global foundations such as, um, you know, global foundations, these are rich billionaires, they're very smart, to establish a climate finance partnership. Wow, this is so exciting. Every government, company, and shareholder must confront climate change. That's highlighted, of course. Uh, They're working with regulators. We believe investors along with regulators, insurers, and the public need a clear picture of how companies are managing sustainability questions. Uh, the, anyway, so it goes on and on and on. The ultimate purpose of the engine is long-term profitability. Oh, here's one. They're engaging, they're working with the, the SASB Align, which is basically a, uh, this is one of these climate change groups that they've come up, uh, the sustainable, sustainable, uh, this is important, the Sustainable Accounting Standards Board, the SASB. That sounds real official. Basically what that is, is they're trying to, so when I deal with accounting and, and companies who look at it, they've got to have a balance sheet, they've got an income statement, cash flow, uh, we've got to see what the, what the company is. These things have to be professionally audited, but you know, that's, that's those accounting standards. So what these people are doing is they're sneaking in this sustainable accounting standards board so they're going to have environmental standards that the companies are going to have to meet. Now, I want to emphasize this is not a government organization that's setting the policy and the rules in the United States of America. This is a private individual that has that sent this letter out. So who is this private individual? Well, I'll give you a couple hints, see if you can figure it out. He'll be at Davos this week, of course, you know, presenting his little proposal. Uh he works for the largest uh, investment manager in the world. He runs the largest investment company in the world. 
The company's name is BlackRock. And BlackRock is out to destroy the oil and gas business, and his name is Larry Fink. And Larry Fink is going to take your job away in Houston, Texas. Make no mistake about it. This is this is a declaration of war on the oil and gas business. He says very clearly we're eliminating thermocoal, and then we're going to screen out uh, in, in, the, in the fossil fuel sector. Screen out. Look. My mentor invented the screens on Wall Street and brought them over to companies. It, that was 30 years ago. And uh, and so what you do is you screen out companies. Oh, these companies are, are oil and gas, so we don't want to invest in. So you have a screen you can look at and pick out your companies to invest in. You screen for cash flow. You screen for PE. So what you're doing is effectively screening out. That's That's coded language to get rid of the oil and gas business. And Larry Fink... Is 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 a radical environmentalist, and so he believes it's his fiduciary duty. Now, understand, he manages seven trillion dollars worth of assets, and he believes it's his fiduciary duty to manage those assets to eliminate for climate change and eliminate the oil and gas sector. Uh, you know, now he's gonna he's gonna give a transition period, and and a couple other things that he that he, he makes remarks in there. Uh, reallocation of capital okay in the end he was interviewed by cnbc who of course loves this is he used the word a couple things you've heard from socialists out there one one of them is what redistribution of wealth right redistribution of income well this is what larry fink is after redistribution of capital he used the words he called it he probably won't use that redistribution of capital again he said it it was on the cnbc but he's going to most likely call it reallocation because it sounds a little bit better what he's telling you there is larry fink is one of the biggest bond managers in the world so they're going to try to deprive the energy business of capital and he's going to make their capital very expensive but Larry really doesn't stop there either, and uh, he goes a little bit further. Now, keep in mind, this is his fiduciary duty to basically starve the energy business of capital because he believes in climate change, and he has $7 trillion worth of Americans' money and retirement savings to do it. So he's very, very powerful, and people listen to him. Okay, the, the couple things he says. He said the uh, – he talks about the uh, – about the – uh, envir- about companies, the cities uh, for will be able to afford the, the their infrastructure needs uh, it, it, as climate risk reshaped the invisible bond market. And what he said is also in the report is is he's talking about the cost of 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 capital for cities and states that are in the oil and gas business, the energy business is going to go up because long-term it won't be sustainable. So he's going to raise the cap cost of capital. He's a big asset. He owns a lot of municipal bonds and things like that. So the cost of capital in Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, and the state of Texas is going up. So he's threatening those people and saying, if you don't get out of the oil and gas business and have a plan, your cost of capital is going up. So he's taking $7 trillion of American reti- people's retirement savings, using as his own for his own personal pet project and he's threatening the state of texas make no mistake about it it is a threat that the cost of capital is going up. he's talking about reallocation of capital and redistribution of capital away from the oil and gas business to starve them out and also he's going to reallocate capital out of the state of texas and make it more expensive to other parts of the country that are California or New York that maybe are engaged in more environmentally friendly things. Okay, this is contrary to the capitalist system. It's contrary to the free market system. 
and it, it's central planning. And what Larry Fink is proposing to do, and he, he actually makes the comment, you know, that we don't have a, a Federal Reserve that uh, that can uh, that can save climate change. So he's stepping up to act like a central planner to do this. And in the United States of America, look, make make something very clear here. We all believe that we want to improve the climate in the in the world. We want to improve the environment. The United States has made uh, one thing after another go. Texas is the biggest wind producer in the United States. We have done it. We are concerned about the environment. But what Larry Larry Fink does, he wants to pick the winners and losers. That's what they do in socialism. That's what they do in communism. This is a free market society. And what we do is we use the free market. We don't use central planners like Larry Fink. Larry Fink sent this letter to all the major CEOs in the United States. Larry Fink is going to be Davos with the rest of the central planners talking about this. Larry Fink wants your job eliminated in Houston, Texas, if you're in the oil and gas business. And that makes him a threat. And he's a threat not just because he wants to limit jobs, but he's a threat because he has $7 trillion. He's trying to reallocate capital. And, and it's fundamentally against what we stand for in the United States, which is a free market system. If people want to set up rules, they run for Congress and, and, and they pass laws. And then we have then we have a form. We have a government to do this. We don't have private individuals, you know, sitting on massive stockpiles of, of, of retirees savings trying to trying to sit there and centrally plan the United States. This is a problem. Larry Fink needs to be pushed back. It's a problem for us. We have a, some BlackRock funds, which we're concerned with. So we'll see. Anyway, tell you what, we're going to take a quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioca, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. 
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Talking savings investments in your retirement. We're just talking about Larry Fink's radical new approach of of making a, a, a climate change the center of investment policy at BlackRock, the largest uh, investment manager in in the world, and and how he's you know going to work to redistribute or reallocate capital away from sectors such as. Uh, well, he's going to eliminate coal from the portfolios, and also he's going to reallocate or redistribute capital from uh, the energy, oil, and gas sector, and also from uh, states and municipalities that 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 do business in the oil and gas sector. So, tell you what, if you got any questions or comments, we're having a little bit of trouble with the phones, but you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten and seventy here in the Max Out Savings Show. The the. So what we're talking about is is Larry Fink issued this letter uh, called Fundamental Reshaping of Finance, where he's talking about uh, the climate change is going to be a defining characteristic or a defining factor in companies' long-term prospects. And, 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 and they're looking at companies and industries that, that they view as detrimental to climate change, such as oil and gas, and they want to redistribute capital away from the sector – those are his words, redistribute capital yeah, or reallocate capital uh, and also redistribute capital, reallocate capital or make capital more expensive for, for cities, states and municipalities that are involved in the oil and gas sector. And and, and so this is not just a, a talk, you know, idle talk from someone, but this is a talk from someone that controlled seven trillion dollars worth of funds of, of the majority of which is 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 basically Americans retiree funds and and, and and this is kind of central planning now Larry thinks he has a fiduciary to do duty to do this i i look i've had other people say no he's actually breached his fiduciary duty in the, in this thing and, and and that's a pretty serious charge for an advisor uh, but you know, and I can quite see. I can see how the case. I mean, I, I suspect you're going to see the attorney general, or maybe the Texas State Security Board, or someone look into this at BlackRock because you just can't have people running around suddenly, you know, having a messiah complex and you know taking charge of clients' money and allocating it along their their uh, you know climate change projects. You know, to complete their climate change. Pro- I mean, this is this is kind of scary. Uh, you know, it really questions, you know, I, 
where, where look where some of this stuff is coming from is you have to understand on on the left all these these leftist organizations and these radical environmentalists they're all going to these companies and pressuring them to do things this is why you're seeing they're pressuring blackrock and all the the, the big companies to say hey look uh you need to sit there and, and you, you know, the, the planet is dying, you know, climate change. We've got five years left and we're all going to die. And what are you doing to save the planet routine? And, 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 you know, most of them are rejecting this and saying, look, it's a free market system. And we're working with our executives to make sure they're trying to clean with the planet. But they're reject, you know, it's a free market capitalist system. And Larry somehow, I think, you know, they converted Larry and he drank the Kool-Aid and, and that's what we're dealing with. But he's going to Davos, and he's been discussing it over there with the rest of the people. You know, we we, we talked about, what was it, Google had Google Camp. Remember that big environmental camp? And, uh, you know, I, I was reading with Meghan Merkel staying at this Russian billionaire's house in Canada. The guy's, you know, some rogue billionaire from Russia. And, and he met her at the Google Camp. And we made the comment at the time, I think there was 70 seven jets or something like that, private jets that flew into Google's environmental uh, camp, yeah, which which just goes to show what we're talking about. These people are a bunch of hypocrites. They're flying around in private jets, living in in, in basic palaces, and, and then they want to offset their, their carbon footprint by paying the serfs not to fly. I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, the arrogance of these people is, is really frightening. Look, I think you're going to hear more about BlackRock, about Larry Fink. I'm already hearing talks of boycott BlackRock. I think a lot of people are going to turn against BlackRock. I mean, I don't see how anyone in the state of Texas, I think over time, have got to have to somehow eliminate their BlackRock portfolios because they are taking a very tough, very hard stand against the oil and gas sector. Uh, you know, I don't know what's gotten into Larry Fink. It's it's disappointing. Anyway, if you got any questions, give us a call, 713-339-1070. Talk about uh, – again, working through – we sent the Max Out Savings Report out. If you've not gotten a free copy of the Max Out Savings Report – the subscription is free. All you have to do is go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up. We've got thousands of people in the report. We talk about all types of interesting things. We're going to write a report about Larry Fink. We're going to look into this some more, try to get you some more information uh, so you can see what, what Larry Fink and BlackRock are doing to try to shut down the oil and gas business. But uh, one of the things we talk about, we just sent out our most recent report. If you haven't gotten it, sometimes people change their email. Just drop me an email at Ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com. We'll put you on the list or go to the website. You can sign up there. Well, we got the election coming up on the Democratic side. Look, I still think there's too much complacency. Everyone's convinced Donald Trump is going to win. Uh, longtime listeners of the show know that we predicted back in the early in the summer of, of 2000, was it 17, 16, uh, that, uh, that President Trump was going to win. Nobody thought it was possible. We said he was going to win. Everyone's now predicting Trump is going to win. I'm still nervous. I, I think these socialists have more pull than people think, and I think they're going to run stronger. We, we've got, in, in basically a little over two weeks, we've got the Iowa uh, primary. Then we've got the New Hampshire primary. Then we've got Iowa caucus, New Hampshire primary, uh, uh, the uh, Carolina primary. And then we've got Super Tuesday in a little over a month. So I, I think you're going to see the action really start to turn to politics very quickly, and it's going to start weighing on the market a little bit. So let's take a call. Who's that? From Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Uh, how you doing? Ronnie? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking Thank you for taking my call, Ted. Uh, I'm very interested in this conversation about this guy named Fink. Yeah, Larry Fink. Uh, I, those 
those global uh, economists like this guy and the people that are so enthralled with the idea of global warming, I, I think there's no scientific data that substantiates their claim of global warming. If you go back thousands and thousands of years, uh, you can do core samples in the Arctic and Antarctic and find out that we've had periods of warming and cooling, warming and cooling for ages. So yeah. what little men are doing, I think, and, and, and we can't change that, not in the way we live, but on top of that, I think the driving force in every home, I'm talking about down at the bare bottom of the economic and social level, the driving force is economics. And as long as uh, uh, fossil fuel is the cheapest form of energy, people are going to use that until the last drop of crude oil is burned or, or utilized and the last drop of coal is utilized. Yeah. That's just a matter of economics. I mean, it's basic. And this guy is delusional if he thinks he's going to put the fossil fuel out of business. Yeah, well, that's just that's it. That's my thought. Yeah, no, I agree, Ronnie. That's a good point. Look, I tell you some exciting things. Solar and wind costs are coming way down, and they're very competitive with these things. Now, no one's arguing against that. And personally, I think 100 years from now, the biggest thing we'll be dealing with is why did we waste the 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 oil and gas? We should have been much more prudent with it. I think we're going to be running out, and so I think it's a very valuable sector. And I agree with you on that. I think it should be priced higher, and uh, because we're in danger of of a hundred years from now not having it. And 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 I think you know a hundred years from now we'll we'll be here, and, and we could not have the oil and gas. And uh, but yeah, I don't understand this Larry Fink and BlackRock. I don't I don't understand what they're doing. Good call. Yeah, Thanks, over Ronnie. The last, uh, oh, go ahead. The yeah. last 50 years, I would say probably that uh, uh, the the value of fossil fuels is far more enhanced by the chemical side than it is for, for gasoline and uh, for motivating, a, a moving us around the country in, in vehicles. Uh, you're right. Uh, the value of crude is going to be coming far greater just for the chemical side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand the war on oil and gas, but yeah, good call. Thank you. Yeah, Thank and they're going to be talking. They're going to be talking about this in in the Davos, this big meeting, and listening to this in with rapt attention. You know, I ta- look. I've been to some of these conferences like Davos, not quite Davos, but just underneath it, some pretty high power conferences. And I tell you, one of the thing I got, I remember. And this was at least ten years ago. I'm sitting there talking to, uh, actually, I think he, he was the head of a of a, of a major, actually, a major government union at the time. And we're talking, and, and, and someone else comes up, and we're talking. And this guy comes up, and he's he's an Indian, you know, like American. And he, and, and this other guy who comes up, and in uh, one of the big God, the, uh, he was one of the people that wanted to value carbon, big carbon trading. And he goes, I want to talk to you about planting trees. I'm like, oh, my God. But one of the things I got out of that, and there were tons of corporate executives there, government leaders and from all over the world. And I was surprised. I, I, it really surprised me the fact that these people, half of them, I really think they weren't that smart. I mean, that's what when you sit down and talk to these people, there's a lot of really smart people in those groups. And there's an enormous number of people in those groups, very high powered people, by the way, that 
if you sit down and talk, they're not that smart, and yet here they are. I mean, with Larry Fink at BlackRock, you know, declaring war on the oil and gas business. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he really didn't even coach it very. I mean, you know, he he basically said we're going to screen out the the energy, the fossil fuel sector, which is parlance for investing. If if you screen something out, that means you're not going to be investing it. He just tried to do it in a nice way so the people in Houston, Texas, and elsewhere wouldn't go, "Hey, wait a minute, you're trying to take our jobs," which is what he's going to do. Again, there's a lot of people talking about. Uh, boycotting BlackRock, uh, I, 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 I think there's some real merit to that. I, I think we're going to see. We'll see if the state of Texas gets involved. This, you know, Larry Fink is throwing down fiduciary duty, and you know, a lot of people, got, some people come to me and like, "Hey, Ted, this is not a fiduciary duty. He's breaching his fiduciary duty." So we'll see what happens, but it's causing a big uproar out there, and I think you're going to hear some more about it. Uh, again, again, uh, we're going to write about this in the next Max Out Savings Report to kind of explain it, uh, trying to explain both sides a little bit so you can understand it. Uh, and if, if you're not in the free report, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, the most recent one we just sent out uh, talking about the with our outlook. If you're not on the list, drop me an email at ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com. I'll send you our most recent one. Uh, one of the big things, again, we try to bring up some of the things that, that are happening. This is 2020, the start of a new decade. I think it's the end of the central bank decade. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be something different. I think the dollar could be a lower dollar over this decade and currency issues going to be one of the big defining things in this decade. Uh, I, I think fiscal spending, you're starting to hear the word fiscal spending out there, not just in the United States, but in Europe and elsewhere. And, uh, and, and so... I think you're going to see more inflation come up over time. Uh, I, I think it could be more currency-driven. I, th- I think people really don't understand. There's kind of two types of inflation, cost-push inflation, and then there's there's kind of uh, the inflation, and then the, that, that's the most, the quickest and the most deadly sometimes is, is actually depreciation of the currency. So something we want to watch there. Uh, we, I, I think you'll see better. I think agricultural this year is going to be a really exciting place to be. Again, it's fascinating to me. Uh, President Trump signed the phase one of the China trade deal, and the, and the big criticism was, well, they can't buy this much agricultural products. I mean, again, a very high class problem. And so I think that's exciting. A lot of uh, things are happening. I think it's a major positive. Uh, you know, again, I, I on the on the politics. It's interesting to see the left really CNN all turn on Bernie Sanders. They're really worried about Bernie Sanders and and, and the the kind of the social. I think those people, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren's group, are are probably. I I think they're much stronger than people realize. And it, and it's going to be interesting to see what's happened. Look, between now and you know we basically. Uh, the the beginning of of March, you're going to have 37 percent of the delegates picked for the Democratic Party, the pledge delegates. Now they have the super delegates too, but you're going to start seeing it. You, you you're going to see these things come up in two weeks. So it's going to be a winner in in Iowa. It's Bernie Sanders is leading right now. So you know if the socialist starts coming on, and then you got New Hampshire, uh, and you're going to have some of those things. And there's a number of one of the things they 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 said in some of the po- the the Super Tuesday, uh, something interesting. If you look at the Super Tuesday uh, primaries, it's basically it's some pretty big ones. It's it's Alabama, California, Colorado, uh, Massachusetts, uh, North Carolina, o- o- Oklahoma, uh, Tennessee, Texas, uh, Virginia. 
those are set areas that, that actually Bernie Sanders does pretty well in a lot of those states. And so the Democrats are really worried. This is why they're kind of trying to pile on Bernie Sanders now. And, and so we'll see what this happens. But if, if, if Wall Street thinks that socialists are going to come in, they're, they're going to sit there and, and, and start getting a little spooked. I think you're going to see nobody's paying attention to this right now. They, they, I mean, the, you got the impeachment, which just is, you know, has turned into a, a Fellini film or something. It's just, you know, and so they're not paying any attention. But I think the thing we want to start watching is the politics. I think you're going to see a lot more volatility coming up in here. And so we write some about that in the Max Out Savings Report as well. Uh, a couple things for uh, – I, I do think for retirement for our clients, we're really starting to plan for longer term. A, a person comes in to retire with us, typically they're going to be around for 20, 25 years. So we've got to plan long term. And so we've got to plan for income and, and inflation. And, and, and uh, we're not – climate change is not way up on our list like it is at BlackRock. And uh, – but but I do think going forward, this is going to be a bigger and bigger problem. We're going to be writing about more of this in the Max Out Savings Report over time. So make sure you sign up for the report. Uh, if if you haven't, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your retirement, uh, if you've got an old 401k you'd like to roll over, that's we basically do retire, manage retirement assets uh, at, at, at uh, Max Out Savings Advisors. We use TD Ameritrade to hold the assets and, and then we manage them for use using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets. If you need some help, I'd like to help you out. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can uh, request an appointment, and I'll sit down with you and go over everything. Early, the big, big today, I kind of re- recap the show. The big talk early was really about uh, the, this shocking letter that was sent out uh, to the CEOs by BlackRock and Larry Fink, the head of BlackRock, uh, saying that, that one of the primary objectives going forward is going to be climate change in their portfolios and and basically saying he's going to back off of, of, of oil and gas investments and try to redistribute or reallocate capital away from the energy business, which is a real threat to Houston. So this is a concern. Anyway, we're going to write more about this Max Out Savings Show. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.